0: This is Anthony in Areno, and you're listening to In the Arena. In this week's episode, we bring back my good friend Gerhard Schwatner, the CEO and publisher of Selling Power magazine. If you subscribe to my newsletter about three days later, you'll get an offer to subscribe to Selling Power in a PDF form. It'll come to you every month. Always great content there. And Gerhard also is the organizer for the Sales 2.0 conferences. And I believe the next one, if you're listening to this, will be in... November of 2015 in Philadelphia. Absolutely worth checking out. You will find great content there to help you lead your team. But Gerhard's involved in another project, and basically he's designed a course to teach people mindset. And this is something he and I have spent a lot of time talking about. And this podcast, Gerhard's is going to talk about what it takes to develop that mindset some of the ways that you can get rid of the part of your mindset that holds you back, and then how to f- use this to fuel your growth. So without any further ado, Gerhard Schwantner, CEO of Selling Power Magazine, in the arena. G-Man, how are you?
1: I am doing terrific, Anthony. It's an honor to spend time with you.
0: It's not like we don't talk all the time anyway. I mean, we're all the time yeah, talking.
1: Just, a, just an extension of our conversations.
0: Well, I'm here today to talk to you about one thing, and you've been working on this for some time, and I don't know all the details, but I want to understand more about what you're doing, and I want to share it with people, because uh, my book will be coming out in October, and I write about you in the introduction in a conversation we had about mindset, skill set, and toolkit, and mindset coming first in the order, because without it, the skill set and the toolkit don't really matter and we both focus a lot on mindset but you've been building a program around that and you've started delivering that program so let's start by just talking about what is mindset and and why is it so critical in the recipe for success in sales or anything else for that matter
1: well what i found by interviewing a lot of high performers um, you know, in every conceivable field, like uh, in uh, C- successful CEOs or sports heroes and uh, politicians and musicians, uh, they all have one thing in common. They they have an amazing mindset, and their, their mindset functions well. They're well aware of their mindset, how it operates. So they're aware of the, what I call the mindset operating system, or also the CEO part of the brain, which is, neuroscientists tell us, the prefrontal cortex contains all the information of all of our experiences uh, from way back, uh, all the cognitive elements and the emotional elements. And that is a reference database that we use when we face new situations. And uh, for most people, the mindset operates in automatic mode. However, when people get under pressure, then uh, you find that the operating system doesn't work as well and lets it down, and that's when they have performance steps and they get stuck, sometimes for an hour, for two hours, for two days, two months, or two years, uh, or forever. And um, some people have what I call a frozen mindset. Uh, Dr. Carol Dweck uh, wrote this book about the mindset where she talks about the uh, the, the uh, growing mindset versus the fixed mindset. And I think uh, that's a good reference point, but uh, since she has written the book, there's a lot more research out there in behavioral psychology and, uh, and, and brain imaging where we have discovered a lot more ways to look at the mindset to help people understand themselves. Let me give you a quick uh, sort of uh, image, uh, picture a picture pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid, you know, you divide it in three parts. At the bottom, you have what I call the implanted mindset. And that is the mindset uh, that represents all the rules and behaviors that you've learned from your parents that told you when to come home, that uh, they helped you develop certain habits and they implanted certain ideas that govern your life still today. However, not all of that mindset is useful to you as you grow up, because uh, the way to look at it is really like a garden, you know, where you have flowers uh, that are beautiful, you have fruit trees, and, uh, and you have also weeds growing. And uh, as you grow up, uh, you want to continue to water the flowers and uh, enjoy the fruit trees, but you can't stop um watering the weeds. You can pull out those weeds or you can remove some of those rocks and roadblocks that hold you back. The second level of the mindset is the imprinted mindset. And uh, this is all the great information that you get from books, from mentors, from coaches, from people that you admire. They'll leave an impression on you and you integrate some of their ideas and thoughts and uh, philosophies into your mindset structure. And then there is another amazing part of the mindset, the top of the pyramid, what I call the inspired mindset. um, That is the inner voice that is in all of us where that voice tells us you are special, or you have a talent for music, or you have a talent for uh, writing a book. And, uh, And this mindset needs a part of the mindset needs a lot of encouragement and nurturing from other people in order to fully develop. So it is very important for people to recognize that, um, you know, that, that pyramid and see where they want to uh, go to work to improve their mindset and move from a, a frozen or fixed mindset to a growth mindset, or move from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. But there's more to it, it's not that simple. As you know, the mind is a very complex organism and there are billions of uh, neural connections going on and the the left brain stores more of the logical part versus the right brain, the emotional part. The left brain wants to understand the world in a sequential way uh, through very focused thinking, divergent, uh, no, convergent thinking. Uh, so we converge on one on one and zeros, uh, uh, you know, it, it's the mathematical part of the brain. But the right brain is more divergent, it's more creative, that's where colors reside, that's where the imagination is, where the innovation is there, the creativity. And uh, that part of the brain wants to understand everything in one visual gulp, so to speak. And by looking at how your brain functions, then you can make better decisions on how you use your brain in different situations. So I'll give you an example. Um, I uh, played golf with uh, Chad Burma uh, before an event where I gave a talk about the mindset. And he's a very avid golfer and wants to do better. So I said, let me teach you how to shoot a hole in one. And uh, his immediate reaction was, I can't do that. So that is part of a behavioral part of the brain where we have a belief system that we build up over the years that tells us I cannot shoot a hole in one. So I'm not going to attempt. And um, so we have this conversation. Um, number one, you want to eliminate the negative thinking. El- eliminate the critical self. Secondly, visualize yourself connecting with the ball watching the the ball, watch the ball land on the green, watch the ball roll towards the cup and drop in. And I said visualize this about four times and go through that mechanics, take a few minutes to do that. And the next thing is you actually put yourself in the state of victory where you celebrate victory and you assume you have already shot that all-in-one so it becomes one congruent experience. And then he stepped up to the ball and connected with the ball, watched the ball, and I watched him fly right towards the pin, landed on the green, it rolled. It stopped like within 11 inches of the hole. And he was ecstatic because he has never been that close to a hole in one. So that is an example on how negative thinking and imagination and rehearsal and celebration together can enhance performance, and that was that is exactly what peak peak performers are doing. You know, there are certain basketball players that can shoot six or seven con- consecutive baskets uh, from mid court, and uh, some can o- also do it backwards. And how do they do it? They imagine it first. So there's another research by the. Uh, National Institute of Health that says that during a typical day we experience about 60,000 thoughts. And the surprising thing is that 80% of those thoughts are negative. So we experience 48,000 negative thoughts. That's an avalanche of negative thoughts. So we need to become better in creating a more positive disposition. And I've worked with Dr. Michael Bernard, who is a genius. Uh, He lives in Australia, born New Yorker. He worked with Dr. Albert Ellis in New York at the Institute of Rational and Motive Therapy. And uh, he came up with a a mindset model where he says, um, if you want to be successful, the foundation is three commitments. One commitment is that you make a commitment to success. So where you uh, have uh, a clear goal, where you um, give yourself uh, some leeway when it comes to frustration so you can increase your frustration tolerance. Uh, you focus on your dreams. You focus on accomplishing something extraordinary in your life. The second commitment is commitment towards others where you realize that you cannot do it alone. You need to uh, collaborate with others. Uh, you need to get other people's help to win. So. You want to use a lot of empathy as a leadership tool, as a collaboration tool, and you want to give others the support that they need in order to grow. So when they grow, you grow. The third commitment is commitment to oneself. So commitment to self means that you create that positive outlook in everything that you do. So when you wake up in the morning, uh, you hit the ground running with a positive idea, with uh, pursuing the realistic goals that you have set for yourself, but also that you use all the creativity that you have um, to uh, overcome all the obstacles that may come in your way. And Dr. Paul Stroult says that in a typical day, we encounter about 23 adversities. So we need to be prepared to master that. So somebody um, makes a commitment to self, uh, their positive self-regards, Uh, self-regard, and they view those adversities as stepping stones and not stumbling blocks. But also there's something else, which is you need to make a commitment to your health. You know, uh, you need to have a good exercise routine and eat uh, uh, good food uh, that gives you the energy, because winning and success is all about having the right energy. So those three commitments are a major part of that mindset operating system and that me, allow you to perform.
0: Let me go back to, level. to to the negativity that so many people have. And and let me ask you about the negativity and all of the negative thoughts that we have throughout the day. I think so much of that comes from uh our parents and our peers. And I think when you're young, I think your parents try to limit you from being hurt. So they tell you you can't do something because they're trying to protect you from the pain that you might feel if you fail or you don't get what you want. And then I think later on, you get to your peer group and your your teenage years, and they're so judgmental. They start putting all these things on you. You can't do that. And a lot of it is because they can't imagine themselves doing that. And so we, we get infected with all these things and, and they stick with us. How do, you, how do you deal with that stuff if you grew up in that kind of environment? I'm sharing this because somebody told me they had a relationship with their father, and their father told them that they were, they were stupid and they're worthless and all these things. And some of that stuck with them through their whole life.
1: Right. And, and I think that uh, that is a very realistic challenge. A lot of people experience that. Uh, when they have a disapproving parent or a parent that is not nurturing to them. Even even more, it, though, sometimes people, they're
0: just trying to protect them. I mean, sometimes right, it's with right, good intentions.
1: Right. Exactly. So um, the way to step out of this is to, uh, to begin to understand how our belief system is shaped. And uh, Dr. Albert Ellis and Dr. David Burns and uh, Dr. Aaron Beck, those are all the School of Cognitive uh, Psychology, where they said that uh, activating events, any event, is neutral. And and, um, and it is the thinking, the way we talk to ourselves, that actually creates the feeling and that leads to the behavior. So if somebody has an implanted mindset that's negative, a negative belief system, I cannot do this, uh, or I'm not good at that, or I should not take that risk. So then the parental voice takes over for them. And uh, they're actually, it's almost like hypnosis. You know, I've, I've studied hypnosis and I've, I've uh, hypnotized my younger brother. And I instantly realized in the process that it's somebody else's uh, uh, voice that takes over the operating system of the other person, literally. And creates experiences that are amazing, that uh, they think they're real, but they're imaginary. So uh, people can dehypnotize themselves from parental influences and say, when something comes and somebody says, I cannot do this, or uh, I shouldn't do this, uh, and instead of tapping into the negative belief system, thing, they can then challenge uh, the experience uh, with uh, positive self-talk. So uh, let, let's say uh, you know let's talk about sales and some uh, cu- a customer says to you uh, I don't want to buy from you and uh, you know you you may uh, f- feel uh, this is a rejection because uh, if you have a negative belief system you, your self talk is negative and you tell yourself I'm no good and not not caught up for this profession or this is too much for me so. The negative self-talk leads to negative feelings, and the negative feelings lead to negative behavior. So you can reverse that very easily by creating a positive belief system and challenge the negative self-talk by saying, this is not true. Um, When the customer has a right to reject uh, my proposal, but I cannot reject me as a person, I'm autonomous, you know, I'm... I'm creating my own uh, universe that nobody else can get into. And I won't allow the customer or my parents to rent space in my head. And I can decide what to think. So thinking is a choice that we make. So if we uh, reverse the the situation and say, um, you know, let's say, um, you know, Dr. Bernard calls it the performance blockers. He is actually a, a very interesting graph where he says uh, that the people are on a positive path, and then all of a sudden there's a tough situation, and a tough situation at, at work, a work challenge, that may connect them with the implanted mindset. They may remember the disapproval from their parents, so they enter that zone of vulnerability. And people who are not prepared, that hasn't done their mindset training. They experience that as a performance spot. They get paralyzed and they are bottom out. They get stuck, but they can build up behavioral strengths. They can actually prime themselves for positive performance. You know, it's not just recognizing the negativity and the connection to the uh, parental experiences or the implanted mindset. It's uh, that that is part of it. But the to develop the behavioral strengths, you want to experiment with different positive responses to your habitual negative self-talk that has been implanted by a parent. So you can get out of it by talking back at the negative thoughts. And then once you do it a few times, you develop that positive belief system, you know how to prime your mindset for positive performance, and then you actually will enjoy Going through the same experience and doing better than anybody else, and that's what uh, grace under pressure looks like with high performers and, and great leaders. When something tough comes up, they handle that with grace and with a, an attitude that's indomitable.
0: What's interesting to me about all this, G, is that um, you know we we spend a lot of money and a lot of time teaching, training, and developing salespeople. So we're we're spending all this time on skill set and we're spending all this time developing tools. And I think right now the whole world is enamored with technology. And so we spend a lot of focus there and very little on the real software, you know, between our ears, which is where all the action is, because we we have this interaction with people in sales and in in business and even in life, if we just want to be general here. And so much of that depends on what we put out. And what our thought process is and what we're feeling and, and all these other things that we don't spend much time talking about. And you've mentioned already, you know, the things that we picked up from our parents, the things that have been implanted in us by society. You even talked about exercise and food and nutrition, because if your physical body is not good and the brain and the mind don't feel good, then you're not going to have the same kind of mindset that you would to be resourceful when you deal with obstacles. You've you've started teaching and training this to to salespeople yeah. and sales organizations. Share with me what what is it that you do in these trainings? What are you helping people learn how to do? And and share with me some of what that looks like, and what has the response been from people that you started training? Because this is not something that they get from very many people. Maybe they don't get this from anybody. It's mostly all here's how to open a call, or here's how to close, or here's how to challenge the customer, or all these other things that happen after the mindset.
1: Yeah. Well, what I'll teach him is how to explode your confidence, uh, how to break through those ceilings, how to expand your awareness of the limitations uh, that you set for yourself. Uh, how do you discover the inner magic, the potential that's in you that you have neglected for so long? i give you an example. Uh, this uh, chat uh, that I played golf with, you know, that, Uh, he wanted to write a book on sales hacks and uh, and he says well I gotta have that book ready by you know within 12 to 18 months and I said what do you think would happen if you did it in two months he says I can do that I said well here you go again Uh, and uh, I said well what if you could do it in uh, 60 days what would need to happen to make it happen so then his mind changed, and he says, well, I would have other people write chapters of the book. And I said, why don't you go with that? So make a long story short, his book was done in 57 days. And it is now on Amazon.com. And uh, he is bringing it to uh, to Dreamforce and handing out a couple of hundred copies to his close customers. And he said, I couldn't have done it without that uh, conversation Were I learned how to think without limits. One of the people who were in the course. They, um, uh, one woman said, tell me again about this golf thing, uh, visualization. So explain it to her. Three days later, we got an email from her and she says, I went out to the golf course in Vail with my boyfriend. And as we were walking out, I told him I'm going to shoot a hole in one today. And he says, so how can you do that? You have a handicap of 20. And, uh, uh, your chances of shooting a hole in one is one in 50,000. And she said, That's negative thinking. Watch me. And she went to the first part of three, connected with the ball, watched the arc of the ball, watched it fly, to a, a roll through, towards the pin, and it actually dropped in. And she had a hole in one.
0: That's amazing.
1: Why? Because she removed that, uh, you know, that thinking block, uh, that performance block. So we teach people how their mindset operating system works, um, how it works on the automatic mode, on the pressure mode and how it works on the improved management. And we explain how we can create the capacity to manage tough situations, personal and professional with those tested skills and, and behavioral strengths. And there's, there's also physiology, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, that um, I, I coached the uh, uh, salespeople from a, a smaller company, about six salespeople. And, uh, and they had a lot of pressure, performance pressure, and they needed to make a lot of calls. And uh, usually by three in the afternoon, they were running out of gas. So I said, why don't you just get up after every call and just raise your hands, your arms above your heads, make a fist, Assume that victory position and assume it for about a minute or so. And what will happen is that your adrenaline level will go up, your cortisol level will go down, your anxiety and intention will drop, and your uh, feelings of readiness will increase. And uh, you know, I I did something else which is uh, is totally new, which is I told people to uh, visualize their their dreams and talk about it. So. All six of them uh, talked about what they want to do as a result of working in high-performance mode. And one guy says, I want to have a a second home in Umbria in Italy. Uh, Somebody else wants to have a vacation uh, property uh, on the lake. Somebody else said, I want to heli-ski in Alaska. And the fourth said, I want to uh, do a yoga workshop in India. So I said, why don't you... uh, cut out images from the internet and print them out and put them on the wall in the office next to the leaderboard. So you have a leaderboard, but also you have a dream board where people then visualize their dream and they help each other fulfill their dream. So the guy who wanted a house in Italy, he said, uh, you know, now I have to change my forecast uh, because I'm commi- I was committed to 1.5 million this year, but in order to make that the dream comes true in the next three years. I need to up my forecast to $5 million. And guess what? They had the largest quarter in the history of the company after their training. So I can give you example after example where people really uh, have cathartic experiences and they break through their limitations and they feel a lot better and they perform a lot better and they're much happier
0: small goals and small visions and so they get small results and then when you break through that and ask them to believe that they can think bigger and then install that vision with the mindset it, it allows the breakthrough. Um, we got a couple minutes left tell me about wh- when do you do this training in um, I know you got a, a sales 2.0 coming up in November in Philly is that right?
1: Yeah we we actually uh, help uh, sales trainers and consultants learn that so they can teach it. So we have a train a trainer workshop. Uh, Dr. Michael Bernard is coming from Melbourne on uh, November 17th uh, to Philadelphia. He's going to do a keynote the day before at the Sales 2.0 conference. But then we co-teach a one-day certification workshop for a train-the-trainer workshop. And the people will get all the slides and all the um, participants handbooks uh, the, the workbooks the uh, the trainer trainer guide and everything so they can after that uh, certification day they can start teaching their own salespeople who you know uh, do their independent workshop i'm I'm actually doing a uh, a workshop in uh, LA next week in uh, Westlake village uh with uh, for about um, thirty high performers and the interesting part is it's so much more fun to help really high performers. Those are people who are you know accomplished uh, you know Broadway stars who are they they're um uh, athletes uh you know there's a uh, a guy who is a champion kickboxer is going to come, and the guy who owns a karate school so those are people who are already in very high performance mode and they want to do better so the 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 great part is that program is really for everybody, everybody who wants to do better no matter what the age is or what level of performance there are. We can help them do significantly better by understanding the mindset operating system and by how to manage it and tweak it constantly to achieve ongoing high performance.
0: Let's talk about your bad attitude and your uh, pessimistic uh, viewpoint. How, how did you get the mindset that you have? I mean, I, I've known you for a, a number of years now, and I count you among my dearest friends and you you have a, an incredible mindset, you know, and we've talked about this before the transition from print to digital, which is, you know, scary for most people. What is it about you? How did you get the mindset that you have in the last couple minutes we have left?
1: Well, I, I sort of have a fierce uh, loyalty to life. Where I want to uh, uh, do better all to, all the time. In the, in the, the, I don't want anything to get me down. You know, I had uh, um, two uh, uh, bouts. Where, I mean, uh, where I felt physically attacked um, by cancer and i survived prostate cancer i survived skin cancer and i viewed this as an opportunity to to grow as a person but also to recover and i have interviewed so many psychiatrists and psychologists that have done research in that area and um, i uh, i feel something in me that's sort of uh, like very um Raw that wants to uh, survive, thrive, do better, and help a lot of other people grow and, and enjoy the fullest capacity that we're capable of in life.
0: It's, uh, you just found me the name for this podcast. It's A Fierce Loyalty to Life. G Man, thanks for coming on. I always appreciate you being here and I always appreciate your friendship.
1: Uh, I feel the same. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Anthony. You're a true brother.
0: He is Gerhard Schwantner, and you can find him at sales20conf.com. I am Anthony Anarino. You can find me at thesalesblog.com. When you show up, do sign up for the newsletter. You will get my best work every Sunday in your email. And if you like this podcast, do me a favor. Head out to iTunes. Give me a quick review. Give me a thumbs up on that. I appreciate it. I'll see you back here next week in the arena.